0: Stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas at Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I am your host for this robust lifestyle show. Check out our website, divasthatcare.com, and see all the amazing hosts and their shows of women they are interviewing around the world. I am so super excited today to have a new diva, Shanda Maddox, with me, and she is going to speak about horses, which truly is my passion. Shanda Maddox, could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about
1: yourself? Sure. Hi, I'm Shanda. Um, I serve as the equine program director and the head equestrian team coach for uh, Colby Community College. CCC is a small two year school in northwest Kansas, located in Colby, Kansas. Um, Horses have been a part of my life forever. Um, I I grew up showing and barrel racing, um, competing in horse judging contests as a youth and through college, and now have an opportunity to share my love for the horse industry uh, with my students.
0: Sandra, how very exciting! Oh, I just love that. Could you explain to our guests a little bit more about the equi- being an equine instructor and equestrian coach? Some of the activities that you were involved in through the college with this.
1: Sure. Yeah. Let's let's talk first then about um, the degree program. Um, okay. So within, within the equine program, we actually have two degree options. One is an of science in equine science, and that's set up for mm-hmm. students to complete um, a lot of their general education courses and then some equine-specific coursework. But their intention with that degree is to transfer to university and uh, complete a bachelor's degree and beyond. And then we also have a, an associate of applied science in horse production and management and with that degree program, it is considered, you know, probably the more popular term right now is the technical degree. Um, so within that degree program, students spend two years of pretty intense hands-on coursework um, and then are set up to enter the workforce. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we do have some students who choose to do this degree and the transfer degree together because they see the value of the hands-on experience they get and transfer with, with both of those degrees onto a university. And I can, I can share a little bit about the curriculum, too, and the, the opportunities and the things that our students learn within the program.
0: Oh, that would be fantastic for our listeners to hear. I would love that.
1: Okay. Very good. <laughs> uh, here at Colby Community College, we have a 60-acre college farm, which is kind of a rarity uh, for a two-year school and even for many universities. Uh, the, the college farm houses are equine unit, uh, beef unit, and then also an alternative energy program. And within the equine unit, during the school year, we typically have about 50 head of horses. Um, about 30 of them are owned by the college, and we bring in about 20 horses on a care lease throughout the school year to use for practices and horsemanship classes for the equestrian team. Mm-hmm. And the, the herd that the college owns, it, it ranges from, you know, finish show horses that we're using in competitions to uh, brood mares and babies. We stand a stallion uh, for our personal use. And then the babies that are born at the farm also, are are halter broke and started under saddle in classes and um, eventually uh, either sold uh, or they come into our program to be used within our horsemanship classes. You know, the students get experience really in everything that happens in the, the daily management of a, a horse farm. Uh, so they're mm-hmm. they're helping um, with feeding. They're learning treatments and emergency care. They're learning uh, foaling, breeding, artificial insemination, uh, the business side of, of running an operation like this. And then there's also opportunities for uh, other certifications. Um, all of our students within their first uh, semester of their freshman year, also complete an OSHA certification. And then their final semester within our program, complete a certification as a certified riding instructor through CHA, which is an international organization, uh, the Certified Horsemanship Association. So they get all kinds of really invaluable hands-on experience within their coursework. And I always I tell students, too, you know, as they are here for a visit, we have planned curriculum, but there's so much that happens on a daily basis when we're, we're dealing with livestock that is not planned in our curriculum that presents really great learning opportunities. If we have an injury or we have a colic or um, a complication foaling, there's so much that goes on that uh, really makes that hands-on experience that much more rich
0: oh, oh wow, that is incredible. everything that they are learning at at the college, oh goodness, and like you said, so many experiences that will just come on, I mean, when you deal with livestock, yes. it's every day is a new day it can be right. a new challenge <laughs> uh-huh. definitely. Oh. That is incredible. That is amazing for and at that big of an acreage—sixty acres on a community college like that. Wow, that is yes. fantastic! Oh, how exciting! Now, how about the part of being an equestrian coach? You, you've highlighted on the classes. Now, can sure. you share with us about the coaching part of it?
1: Absolutely. Um, so I'm the head coach of our college equestrian team, and we have two assistant mm-hmm. coaches, one that primarily focuses on Western and the other primarily focusing on, on hunt seat, um, and I teach practices in, in both disciplines. Um, mm-hmm. So we are a member school of the Intercollegiate Horse Show Association, known as the IHSA, and that's a, a national college riding association. Uh, we're a member school of Zone 8 Region 5, so that's schools in Kansas, Nebraska, Colorado, and Wyoming. Um, when, I, when I think about collegiate riding within the IHSA and compare it to traditional horse showing, so like what I grew up doing and what most of us know of showing with our personal horses, uh, in my mind there's really two big differences. And the first is when we go to a competition, the hosting school provides all of the horses. So it's known as a, a catch ride system. Uh, we we have a horse list that shares the description of that horse, and we're able to watch the horses warm up. Uh, and the warm up rider is someone who is not competing in the horse show. Uh, like we often have alumni come back and help uh, warm up horses. So, you know, part of this catch ride system is then that the students literally are like drawing a horse's name out of a a bucket, and that's who they're going to go in and compete in the ring um, on uh-huh. on this particular animal. So it's uh-huh. a, a really good test of horsemanship ability. Uh, and that's what we're preparing them for in practice is to, to like really fine-tune the aids that they're using to communicate to their horse and to be adaptable to the different, um, like the movement of the horse or the the skill level of the horse the training of the horse uh, to really be adaptable and be able to um, read that horse and communicate effectively to them to work through a pattern or a jump course or whatever class it is that they may be in for that particular Mm -hmm. horse show. Then the other big difference that I always try to point out is that riders are placed according to their skill level. Mm -hmm. So we have riders who have competed really extensively as a youth and some even competing at the national or the world level and and they end up in the higher divisions within the ihsa we have some riders come to the team who've never even sat on the back of a horse before and they compete mm-hmm. in a beginner walk trot division and between those those two extremes there's several divisions and you know, I, I put a lot of emphasis on the fact that that beginner rider who comes to us with very little experience, their points are just as valuable to our team as that rider who has won a world championship. That each one of them, we, we count on their individual points to count towards our team total um, and to help us win horse shows. So as we, we look at those two big differences from traditional horse showing, that kind of lays the the groundwork of what the collegiate writing within the IHSA is like. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, Wow. I I love that because, I mean, it's not something where it's all just experienced writers that are coming to you into these classes and to the equestrian team. It's all levels and you welcome them all. Mm -hmm. And your outlook on it is what makes it such a successful coaching. I can I can just feel hear that in your voice because you are as excited about the beginner writer as you are the one that has won on maybe say a national level. And sure. that generates right into the to the kids that are coming in, the young adults and they're not feeling like just because I don't know what they know I still have a place on this team too. Oh, I absolutely yeah. love that, Shanda. That is incredible. and you know there's been
1: times. Yeah, there's been times that that beginner riders placing has won the horse show for us. Like it is. Oh. Yeah, they are are just as valuable in and, and what our total sh- point sh- uh, show points look like. It's yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. a really cool game and you know competing. Um, at a collegiate level, like this too, presents a lot of opportunity for young people who maybe haven't had the opportunity, maybe didn't grow up on a on a farm mm-hmm. or um, mm-hmm. have the means to be able to horse show. That they get the opportunity to learn this this sport and learn it well and have good instruction from their coaches and and learn on really talented horses in a setting like this, and they get. You know, travel opportunity and scholarship funds and um, it's, yeah, it's a really cool opportunity.
0: Boy, that is, that is almost an unbelievable opportunity because a lot of times when you reach that college age, you need the experience in order to excel in something like this where here Uh they have the opportunity to start at the beginning and excel up. Oh, I absolutely love that that is incredible and i love this it was called catch ride where they ride yeah, that's, a uh-huh that is yeah,
1: that's kind that of is term incredible reference it's a catch ride uh-huh, uh-huh. and you uh-huh. know within that the horses are placed in each of those divisions according mm-hmm. to the horse's skill level too so like let's, mm-hmm. let's go back to that beginner division you know the ones that are very new to riding and they're only competing walk trot um, the horses that are in that division, you know, they are, they're really solid-minded horses. That they are, they're tolerant and they're quiet and are really a perfect fit for beginner riders. And then as we continue to go up in those divisions, um, the horses are going to continue to be more advanced in their skill level and have more, more buttons. Is kind of the term that we use uh-huh. that they can, uh-huh. um, you know, pro- provide like flying lead changes and sliding stops and and more maneuvers that will meet the skills of those riders.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, it sounds like in the beginners these horses are help building the confidence too in that rider. Yes. to build their definitely. confidence on up to the next level. Oh, and that is that is so awesome because a lot of times, it's usually you bring the horse to the horse show, and that's the one you show on all the time when right. the, the team is showing on other horses. Oh, I just love that. That is that is an incredible way to do that. Was this something that has been created through Colby Community College, or is it something that is used around in a lot of different schools, this kind of uh, catch ride? <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, the IHSA was developed several decades ago in, um, I believe it was in New York, it was on the East Coast, and now mm-hmm. is in hundreds of, of member schools all across the United States. Um, so it's not something uh, that Colby developed, but I think it's something special <laughs> to Colby that, that we have the opportunity to offer uh, the six, we are the only uh School in the state of Kansas that competes both disciplines full time uh, with our equestrian team, so we're kind of a um, kind of a, a little special scenario, I guess, of this little school in Northwest Kansas that can provide this opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that is totally incredible! Being the only college in the state of Kansas that offers this, wow! Yes, oh, what a privilege to be able to offer this through what you're teaching there. Oh, I just love that. That is just awesome, Sandra. Wow. Well, was there an aha moment in your life that brought you into what you are doing today?
1: <laughs> you know, it was actually kind of an interesting journey. Um, you know, I'd mentioned in the beginning that, that horses were always a part of my life, um, my dad grew up on a fairly large ranch in um, Nebraska, and growing up we had a, a cattle operation and um, had horses for that, and my sister and I grew up showing and barrel racing, and I always loved my experiences growing up, and, mm-hmm. you know, growing up with horses has definitely impacted my career, but as I went into college, um, I actually, I grew up just outside of Colby and attended uh, CCC and rode on the equestrian team and then had the opportunity to become scholarship and ride for K-State's uh, varsity equestrian team. I, I rode as a rainer and a horsemanship rider for K-State um, when they were competing in both the IHSA and the NCAA. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, those those experiences really made a, a significant impact in my college education. Okay, I learned a lot in the classroom, but so much of what has impacted my life long-term happened in all the extracurricular that I was a part of. Um, yeah. And so while I was in college, I, I didn't have coaching as a goal necessarily. Um, honestly, I thought the career I would pursue was to be a 4-H agent. Um, I was active in the 4-H program in my, Um, mom and dad are both club and project leaders, and I really loved what that program, the values I learned from that program and the life skills that it teaches young people. So going through college, Mm -hmm. that was my goal, and I I ended up with a variety of degrees, uh, kind of (laughs) trying to um, kind of reach all the the facets of of what it could look like to be a 4-H agent. So I have a degree Mm -hmm. in animal science, nonprofit leadership, and then also a social work degree. And as I was in college, um, my dad was actually diagnosed with cancer and uh, passed away as I started my junior year at K-State. And I I went ahead and and continued my education and um, had a really positive experience at Um, Mm K-State. But as I graduated, K-State was still pretty – uncertain of what my life plan was was going to be like and decided that I would find a lot of value in an international experience and Mm -hmm. so through the um, department of leadership on the K-State campus they were developing this new program um, called service learning and I signed up for this program and was kind of one of the the first students to help establish what this program was gonna be and ended up teaching in Botswana, Africa um, for a few months after I graduated K-State. And I will tell you that experience is one that really shaped my worldview and um, forever impacted my life in one of the most positive ways that I can imagine. And I, I encourage my students if they ever have an opportunity to see something outside of the world that they know to take every mm-hmm. advantage of it, that it's, it can be life-changing for them. So this is just turning into a really long story, but I'll get to how I got to here in just a moment. I returned home from Africa and, you know, I mentioned that my dad had passed away while I was at K-State and my mom was, um, you know, had found a way to manage our cattle herd but it still seemed like there was so much kind of up in the air. Uh, So I decided I was going to take a couple months um, when I returned home from Africa and kind of help get things a little more established and find my footing on what the rest of, you know, my next step was going to be and help my mom. And I was home for, for only, oh gosh, it was probably five days. It was less than a week. And I got a call from the woman who was the equine program director here at the college um, asking if while I was home I would be interested in, in helping coach and um, kind of teach a, a couple classes. And initially I, I was a bit hesitant because I, <laughs> I didn't think I would stay in my hometown. And so I, I kind of agreed with some boundaries that I was job searching and as, that, as the opportunity came up that I wanted to pursue, I, I would be moving on to that next step. Um, so that fall I uh, started coaching and um, really liked that experience. And I had wonderful coaches and trainers during my life and was able to uh, share some of that knowledge and um, some of the values that I'd learned and, and really grew to love it. Um, but I still didn't think that I was going to, to stay in Colby. Um, but through some other turn of events with with other job opportunities that I, I was pursuing, I ended up um, taking on the head position here and then was offered the equine program director position as well. And, wow. you know, I, I'm a believer, and I think this is one of those times that um, God intervened and maybe – not maybe, he did. He put me on the path that I think my life was really supposed to be, even though for the longest time like I'm, not, I'm not going back to my hometown. I have other things that um, I think I want to pursue, but this has been um, probably one of the most fitting careers I could ever end up in, even though that is not what my intention from the beginning was. So mm-hmm. I've now been teaching for, and coaching for 12 years. So wow. And have some longevity oh. here at the college now, too, and, and I love <laughs> the role that I serve and uh, the young people that I get to guide and mentor, and it's been a really wonderful fit.
0: Oh, Shanda, oh, what a beautiful, beautiful story. Oh, my goodness, what a journey you've been on, going from Colby to Africa. Oh, I can yeah. only imagine that would have been a real experience, and then coming back to the ranch, and oh goodness, oh uh, yes, you had you had the faith, and you listened, and you followed what you were hearing, and and yes. look where it has you now. It sounds like you are loving every minute of it. Oh, I
1: do. <laughs> uh, and you, can you know definitely. Now... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, I was going to say and now gonna... my. My husband and I are on my family's operation and we have two young children that are learning cattle production in Northwest Kansas and um are getting to you know experience this wonderful life of a a rural upbringing. So, you know, as I as I reflect back on all of that, I am exactly where I need to be and was was guided there very appropriately, I think. <laughs> Oh it sounds like it. You can just I can feel
0: it in your voice that you are just you're loving what you're doing. Yes, I'm sure there's lots of challenges, lots of stress factors, but you are loving what you are doing and where you are. You are where you need yes. to be cause, yes, Oh, true. wow. Oh, that is that is just incredible. Well, you are such a busy busy woman what is your secret to balancing all of this and still giving back like you do to others? I I am just sitting here in amazement talking to you like, oh, my
1: word. (laughs) Well, you know, that's something that I'll admit I struggle with. Um, And I'm a a reader. I I really like to read and I listen to a lot of podcasts. And becoming a mom definitely changed what my – role looked like, you know, um, I could no longer be on campus until midnight or one in the morning just to make sure everything was going. And I was prepared for the next day. Like, um, I had, or have a family that, um, I want to and need to be, um, active in, in the daily and, um, Mm -hmm. engaged in, in what we're doing within our operation. And, um, I am involved in a number of, um, volunteer opportunities through our church and 4-H and uh, Kansas Farm Bureau um, that I joke when I hear, or I, I kind of chuckle, I guess, when I hear this kind of idealistic balance because, to be honest, it doesn't exist in my life. And what I have chosen to, to use as the word is it's a blend, that I'm, I'm learning to blend all my worlds together. So there's, you know, there's lots of times that my kids are out at the barn with me, and they're helping me clean runs, and um, they're checking on horses as they're preparing to foal, and they're holding horses while I do treatments on them, and um, we're, you know, they're they're in the vehicle as we go to check water for the cows. And when I when I allow myself to think about my life being more of a blend than a balance, I feel a lot less pressure, almost that. Like everything can 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 work harmoniously, that I don't have to have yes. all the balls up in the air at the same time, that they can can mm-hmm. all work together. Fortunately.
0: Oh, oh, Shanda, that is just beautiful. That is incredible because you are just blending your family and spending time with them while still taking care of the animals and all the livestock and the chores that need to be done, but yet they are all a part of it. Oh, that right. is a great way to put it. You just blend it all together. I love that. That is absolutely it beautiful. It
1: took me a while to, to be okay that that's what it was because, you know, I read all these things about this work-life balance of a of a young mother. And um, I think that's hard. I don't think that it's a reality for many people. So when I allow myself to think of it as a blend, it's yes. more manageable for sure. And my kids yes. get to see a lot of cool things as a result of that. And I think mm-hmm. I learned that even more this spring as uh, things <laughs> changed with COVID and campus shut down. It was it was so challenging keeping everything going. But my daughter, who's six, she was there for two of the folings. Um, <gasps> they They were there helping me feed. You know, they got to see... And do so much more that wouldn't have happened in a normal semester. Um, mm-hmm. They're very much involved in it, but they were there with me for hours every day. And um, that was kind of a, a unique and neat opportunity yes. for all of us to, to have that happen.
0: Oh, that would have been, that was really a very special. Experience in a lot of ways, especially for her and you to ex- have, yes, be able to experience them with her at her age, and for her to experience that with you and see the excitement that you were giving back to her. And she was sharing that same excitement with you. I can, oh, I can only imagine how fun! Yeah, <laughs> that is really neat. Well, Shanda this interview has just been phenomenal. I just loved it. It has gone so quickly. And as we come to the close of our interview, what are some thoughts, tips, or tools you would like to leave with your listeners from what you have learned over the journey you have been on?
1: Oh, that's a good question. You know, <laughs> I think one of the recurring thoughts in this is faithful and to to trust when God is leading you, and maybe even when it's a, a direction you don't think you want to go. That um, I can speak to the fact that it worked out, and um, it's it's certainly been a blessing. And uh, I love the opportunities that have have come my way, and the opportunities then that I'm be able I'm able to provide to college students by being in this role.
0: Oh, oh those are some beautiful tips to leave. Oh, I just love that. Just be faithful and trust. Yes. Right. That is absolutely gorgeous. What beautiful tips, Shanda. Well, Shanda, I want to thank you so much for being my guest. And I truly hope you will return and keep us updated on all your equine programs, your ranching with your family and all the livestock. I would love to interview you again in the future.
1: Well, I would love that, too. Thank you.
0: Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you so much. And we will be posting your links to this podcast. And I also want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this interview with our amazing new diva, Shanda Maddox. Please share this show with your family and friends. Be sure to check out all the hosts and their shows on DivasThatCare.com. Have a fantastic day. Be kind to all. Give your animals a hug and share your love with them. Until next time, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram,